broadcasting worldwide on internet radio. Refreshing takes on legal strategies. Straightforward answers to difficult tax questions. Independent ideas on building wealth. It's the Refresher Wealth Show with Mark Kohler and Matt Sorensen. Get your free copy of Mark and Matt's ebooks and sign up for their weekly free newsletter with important tax deadlines and articles at refreshyourwealth.com. Now, here's Mark and Matt. Welcome, everybody, to the Refresh Your Wealth podcast with Matt Sorensen and Mark Kohler. This is Matt Sorensen along with my partner in crime, Mark J. Kohler. Man, it sounds like a Senate hearing. Man, <laughs> you can't say partner in crime anymore, man. It's just like, yeah, wow. Our whole government's going to jail. I don't know. Okay, well, Matt, thanks for that introduction. I appreciate it. I guess I'll take it. And welcome to all of you listening today. It's going to be good. I mean, uh, or, yeah. I mean, I was trying to make you sound uh, exciting, you know, dangerous. You know, yeah. I don't know. I, um, Jason, well, we are. Uh, we're not Bourne the intro would probably be more appropriate. I am. Yeah, Jason. Well, he's a lone ranger, though. I mean, he's on. He's he's on his own. That's he don't true. work with anybody. Yeah. So. Yeah, man, I've got to think of um. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, let me just tell you guys: you are listening to a tax and legal podcast. Can you believe it? Um, and, uh, we, we're going to goof around a little bit. That's just part of the, it's part of the deal. It's the only way, um, this information can be digestible, yeah. but, uh, we really are, um, seriously though, passionate about these topics, um, tax and legal planning, um, helping entrepreneurs, small business owners just live the American dream and trying to give you the information uh, you need to know to make better decisions, um, save money, protect your assets, all that good yeah, no. And today's topic, the business continuation plan is a big one. Um, and we've got lots of insights on it. I think that you're going to find helpful. All of you listening to our podcast generally either own a business, own real estate, or are starting a business or else you wouldn't be listening to us because that's our MO. Yeah. You've got to have something on the side. We love the day job, the corporate America. Maybe they're that's here for the comedy. Yeah, they could. Oh, that's true. Here for the comedy. You know, yeah. on that note, I got it. Here's our part. This is what we could do. If, if I'm not Jason Bourne, I'm James Bond and you're Money Penny. You know, kind of like <laughs> when I come into the office well, and get my assignment. I do have the legs for it. So, okay. <laughs> it's true. Matt's, Matt's a cyclist, so he does shave his legs. So, just, just saying. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Does that really help with your wind resistance, shaving legs? I just think you know, bikers like to be cool and shave their legs. And Well, I'm bicyclist, you know. I... I you know, I don't have a good answer for that because it, it doesn't. I, and it's just, I'll tell you why you do it. Can I give okay. you the real reason why you do it? Is because when you ride a lot and you ride right behind someone, right? Like when you, when you ride in a group, which I do with a group of guys, you know, and you don't want to be riding behind the guy with the big old bushy, hairy legs. It, even if it's a dude, it just looks weird. I'm just saying, you have to, you just, I don't know. Okay. It's just. It's the thing. All right. I, I, I told you it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. That's the answer. Yeah. Even it's a reason I phone a friend. Be, I don't know, man. That's all I got. It's okay. It, it's mean, a reason, even though it's a reason. Okay. Now, before we give our tax and legal tip today, I do have some breaking news. Uh, this is from the wall street journal, the small business report, which I love one of the few golden nuggets 
in the Wall Street Journal. That's why I get the Wall Street Journal is because keep your you know, friends close and your enemies closer. And hence, some of you may go, Mark, you wrote a book called What Wall Street Isn't Telling You. Well, I get the Wall Street Journal so I know what my enemy is doing. <laughs> I got to be in Got you. Yeah. So they have the Small Business Journal report, though, I do enjoy. And they talked about great startup ideas courtesy of the sitcoms. And it says, yeah. over the so years. So this is your business tip. Like if you're looking to start a business. Yes. This is some tips you might want to consider. Some of these great ideas. <laughs> well, they're a sitcom, so I don't know if they're great. But, um, but, you know, how many small businesses have business owners too? You know, they own a small business. I think of Roseanne. He was a plumber, you know. And I think mm. of uh, John Goodman in there. I think of, uh, you know, we could go down that path. But these were sitcoms where they started a business. And they typically were a fail. And that was what was funny about the yeah. show. But uh, this was in the small business report. I love this. There was uh, Simpsons was grease recycling. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, the kitten mittens. And if you're a Friends fan, there was the identical hand twin act where Joey meets a blackjack dealer and tries to come up with this business idea. Now, those are all good. And some of you may be a Friends or a Simpsons or a Philadelphia fan. But Matt and I are Seinfeld fans and Arrested Development fans. Matt, you... you I don't want to mm-hmm. steal your thunder. I mean, Arrested Development, I mean, that's right up your alley. And this, what was their, you tell them everybody their business. Yeah. I mean, All right. Now, of course, Arrested Development has many great businesses. The, the Bluth Company was, uh, you know, a very unsuccessful conglomerate. But, you know, there's some, there's some good businesses concepts in there. Of course, there's Sudden Valley, the real estate development, you know, where you build a model home and why not just live in them? Don't build any other houses because the real estate market collapsed. Of course, the Bluth Company also built homes in Iraq. You know, why not build foreign homes in you know a foreign country? Um, and then you had, uh, of course, the banana stand. Now, of all the business ideas in Arrested Development, um, you know, they build the wall. They go build the wall down <laughs> the southern border between Mexico. Um, of course, you got. Um, uh, George Michael's business idea. What was his business that he started? The fake block. Yeah. Fake block. The tech company startup that was not a real company. Uh, oh, oh there was the, there was then his dad had re, had started the uh, the the deep fryer. Oh yes. Everybody got burned on the deep fryer. Yes. Yes. So you know, and that's what I love about the Blue Family. They just go for it, man. Yeah. But you know what's funny in in the show, and I think there's a little there's some reality to it. The, the one successful business where they even joke about that's where all the money's at was the banana stand. Yeah. And the one character in the show, Michael, that's kind of like the one sane person in the family that tries to keep them all together, like grew up as a kid working at the banana stand, learning how to work and run the business and be responsible. And um, anyway, this is just pretty, pretty interesting. There's yeah, lots of fun about it. If you don't watch the show, you might be like, Phew. But if you watch it, hopefully you can appreciate this. Yeah, I'll tell you this. If for those that haven't watched it, go to Netflix and just watch season one. Season two, three, classics. The, 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 uh, uh, the revival they did, not as good. Don't go there. Go to the, yeah. go to the very beginning. Uh, start with season one. You know, and on that note, just for fun, and then we'll get to our tax and legal tip real quick, is I've got two clients here in my little town. Uh, one is doing... I think uh, a dip and dots, kind of an ice cream truck thing. And another one's yeah. doing a shaved ice. Uh, in fact, I've got a third one that's doing kind of an Italian soda thing. 
but they're all family businesses. They have their little trailer. They're setting them up for the summer and, you know, akin to the banana stand. And uh, I was just talking to the dad the other day. He's like, Mark, I'm just trying to break even, buddy. I'm just giving my kids jobs, trying to teach them business. And I was like, that's awesome. So it's fun. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Um, Okay. And well, the last one, of course, is Seinfeld. Oh, where we had, um, right? Yeah. We had the uh, uh, Kramer's idea, make your own pizza, which actually turned into kind of a thing, right? There's yeah. the places where you go now and you order your pizza, you pick all the toppings, they make it right there for you. So, yeah. I mean, Kramer was kind of ahead of his time. I love the Kramerica though. And they're like, we need a bladder to stop these oil spills. Yeah. And he goes, I've got this test ball of oil and they dropped it out Jerry's window. <laughs> and yeah. I've got an intern. And Jerry was like, yeah. an intern. Well, everybody has an intern, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it was great. classic. It was cool. That was good. All well, right. Okay. Now, last week, I think you kicked it off with a legal tip. Can I do a tax tip today? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I will. Right. A tax tip you can actually understand and won't put you to sleep. A tax tip that could save you thousands. Okay. Now, for my tax tip, some of you don't care about this topic, but it's a big one, and I apologize. You're going to know right away if it affects you or not, and that is paying your kids that are under age 18 or over age 18. Now, I'm, this is new. This is new. Many of you know I've beaten that one to death for 15 years, talking about getting your kids in the business, paying them out of the business. Here's the new tip, and this is one that we just faced this year. If you remember... Under the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, they raised the standard deduction to $12,200. Well, $12,000 for 2018. Now it's $12,200 for 2019. Well, we had clients rush out of the gate in 2018 and start paying their kids more than six, some seven, eight, nine, ten. And in fact, we had a partnership meeting this morning on the fact that we had a client that paid their, his three kids $12,000 each last year. Now, let's... Just assume for a minute that it was legit and all the kids were earning that money in a, in a substantive way in the business. That's not the topic, which is always a good one to revisit. But what was interesting here was, is I'll ask everybody on the show, did they owe federal tax? The kids were under age 18. They, learned, or they earned $12,000 in the business and we didn't issue the kids W-2s and would they owe federal tax? Matt, would they? In that situation, I'll put you on the spot. No, baby. No, they would not. But guess what? They did not think, and I did not think to remind them last year, that they may have state tax. The mm-hmm. state tax standard deduction in most states hovers between four to $5,000 of earned income. So when parents were paying their kids over these years of our strategy, uh, teaching families, 99% of the time, they would never pay their kids above the federal or state standard deduction. Mm-hmm. Just because the feds increased it to 12000 does it mean the states did the same, and they did not. So for our client yesterday, uh, one of the partners said, I had to prepare state tax returns for the kids, and I didn't have a W-2. And so that's okay. The kids did not owe FICA, but they did owe state tax. And so, uh, and the client understood, oh, makes sense. You know, the standard deduction was still in the, the big one. And, um, and it's still a great strategy, but yeah, I just want to probably still saved a lot of tax. Oh, I mean, 
it still saves, saves tons. But, um, but what I want to remind everybody here is uh, at K&E CPAs this next year, we're going to probably recommend more and more that with your kids under age 18, you issue a W-2 and be prepared possibly for state tax filing. And then Matt, of course, has reminded us many times that if you do plan on contributing to an IRA, one of your kids contribute to a Roth or their own IRA, it never hurts to have a W-2 to substantiate the fact that the kids are going to open an IRA. Right. So yeah, not required, but definitely nice to have a very helpful, a lot of custodians require it, but yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. So my tip is be aware. I had a client complain in an email yesterday. I didn't know I had to file an extension. I go, I send eight newsletters between February and March that you need to file an extension. We covered on our radio show at least three to four times. And we send out engagement letters with the deadlines in the engagement letter and email. But the client said, well, I thought our accountant would do everything for us. No, we don't do that. Mm -hmm. No, we communicate with you, but it's a two-way street, people. And it's the same thing with paying your kids. You've got to be aware of the strategy and then also the follow-through that comes with it. We'll be there for you. We'll help guide you through it and save you a ton of money. But it's not just check a box or give me an email and then it's magically done. So uh-huh. anyway, cool. That's the tip, Matt. All right. That's a good update. Didn't, I never thought about that, actually. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, okay. Well, let's um, – I'm going to the uh, legal tip now. Alright. A legal tip that you can actually use. A legal tip where you don't feel like you have to take a shower after. Okay, well, um, today's legal tip, I want to talk about um, dealing with your partner. Oh. And uh, this is not this is not a shot at Mark Kohler. This is not I deserve um, <laughs> but um I just had a couple of instances over the last month that I thought was helpful of clients trying to understand um, they're, they're wanting to do something with a partner very small. You know, we're starting off, maybe it's we're partnering on a real estate project and maybe I'm providing some services to you in exchange for a share of the profits, but I'm not going to own the property with you. We're not going to go do this a hundred times over. Um, the, the example was a real estate investor who owned a property that was being, they were going to you know, do as a fix and flip and they had a contract was willing to do some work and help supervise, cover some costs. You know, the investor had to cover the cost, but the contractor was like, Hey, don't pay me fees. Let me just supervise this thing. And, but give me a share of the profits. And so they, of course, um, don't do a contract. <laughs> and they came to me and they said, they said, well, we didn't want to do a full LLC and you know, it's going to be a tax return and it's going to cost money. And um, uh, so they just did nothing. Now, of course, what happened? There got to be a dispute. Cost no. went over a little no, bit. They just, fix they and flip. Right off into the sunset. <laughs> yeah. They made some money on the property, which is good. Um, but costs went over. And the investor was like, well, that should come out of the share of profits. I was going to pay you contractor. Well, you had to go over costs. And the contractor was like, well, it wasn't my fault. And I had to do some, some more work. There were some things we didn't know about, you know. And so there was this kind of uh, dispute, let's say. And, of course, no contract to help us in this situation. So um, what I want to say is sometimes when you're working with someone, it's not a full-blown business thing you're doing all day long. It's not a continual thing you're going to do still do something. I don't care if you get on 
your computer and start just typing out what you guys talked about and you both sign it, the piece of paper, and it's one page. Well, the I mean, napkin at Denny's work. That, that would if you actually wrote some stuff on it, you know? <laughs> but um, but the, the problem comes when you just do nothing. And so what I would have done in that situation, this is the tip, is consider a joint venture agreement. Simple joint venture agreement doesn't require a new entity can work great for someone just starting to work with each other where you want to put in some joint effort into something, whether it's money or time or credit or whatever it is, and um, uh, agree to how you're going to do it, agree to how you're going to share profits and expenses and things like that, and just lay out your plan. Um, that can be you know two to three pages. We do them in the office. They are cheaper than an LLC. You can consult with the lawyers here. Um, uh, and even if you hack it out on your own, you're better off than doing nothing. So. Uh, don't feel like, you know, if what you're doing isn't worth the cost of a, uh, a new entity or doing a partnership together because it's not an ongoing thing, uh, still get some contractor agreement just so you're protecting yourself and your money in the deal or your time um, and effort that you're putting in. So that joint venture agreement can be a great solution. I love it. And it can be very affordable at our law firm. All of our lawyers have a template that we start with that we can tailor it to your yeah. situation. Sometimes we can give you a template to play with and then have us review it. Uh, it depends on the type of deal, but two to three pages never hurts. And it's not going to save you taxes and it won't give you protection, but at least it will prevent a fight, which is, mm. can be the worst of those costs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good point, Matt. Okay. So business continuation plan. Um, can I introduce the topic in my opinion? From my yeah, perspective I mean, of what I think? Yes, yes. Let's okay. hear the Mark Kohler perspective on business continuation plan. Are you for it or against it? <laughs> I am for <laughs> my Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, it's funny too. I've just got to say this. One other little factoid. I'm sitting here looking. I was kind of excited. My secretary brought it in. Um, Entrepreneur Magazine on the, let's see, about the eighth page of the new edition of Entrepreneur Magazine is I got a full page ad for my book which I was excited. I did not nice. pay for that. This is nice. entrepreneur and my partnership with them because they love me and I love them. So, but it was kind of anticlimactic because it is the green entrepreneur. This is the marijuana edition of entrepreneur magazine. Yeah. And I think my book made the page because I have a green cover on my book. Uh, <laughs> well, the color scheme worked. It, the color <laughs> the scheme worked. Loved it. So, so uh, cash in on the cannabis boom. Um, you know, CBD versus THC, which one is the best, but it does huh. you know, take control of your financial future, future financial freedom. Well, anyway, it kind of had a ring to it, I guess. I'm somewhere. Yeah. There. I mean, it's, uh, you guys are in the same, uh, ballpark, I guess it's, uh, <laughs> really you're on the entrepreneur family. Let's just say that. Yeah. That's just Some people call them drug dealers. I call them entrepreneurs, you know, yeah, uh, you call them pharmacists, you know, yeah. just the, uh, you know, any press is good press. I'm, yeah. I'm just going with that. So, there you go. okay. There you go. So anyway, it's kind of fun. Um, now, business continuation plan. Here's my sales pitch to all of you and <clears throat> explaining what it is. And then Matt, you take your stab at it. And then what we'll do is maybe share some ways to implement this. And I think this is a great takeaway that many of you can implement for just a few hundred dollars, a little bit of time and, and, Really, it's not doesn't have to be an expensive process. It just takes a, a little bit of thought and processes. So, a business continuation plan, a business continuation plan. I said that poorly. Is 
a written document or a part of your estate plan that basically says, hey, if I die unexpectedly, which probably will happen to most of us, it's not, Bill, right. you know. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I'm going tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I get to choose. <laughs> I guess. You could, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think it was in Fletch when he goes, well, uh, he died quite suddenly. Uh, no, he was in life support for weeks, but you know, but at the very end, he, at the very end, he was very sudden, <laughs> was very sudden and very at the end. <laughs> and that was oh, how many nice. bees in Babar? Uh, two, but not other. <laughs> anyway. So uh, that's the Fletch quote. Had to get in a good Fletch quote today. But anyway, we're all going to most, more than likely 95% of us, I would presume we're going to die unexpectedly. It's just, or at least want to retire. I mean, you, we could think about this in many different ways than the continuation plan. It is true. Now I'm going to say there's, you know, and there's a, there's another perspective. I'm talking about the business continuation plan that you may uh, pass away unexpected, unexpectedly. What's going to happen to your business or your real estate. And this should be a document that you say, here's what I want done. Here's who's in charge. Here's how I would recommend the property be sold or packaged or delivered. And by the way, none of you know, but this other competitor of mine has been looking to buy us for years. I would reach out to them, you know, yada, yada, yada. And uh, I've seen statistics where over half of businesses fail um, that are very successful to begin with. But when the primary business owner passes away, there was no plan. And the children, the family, the spouse, the employees, they don't know what to do. And so you've got to lay this out for them on a silver platter and just presume that you're not going to live forever, people. I hate to say this. And the business continuation plan I'm talking about is something that we put in all of our estate plans in the trust that there's a paragraph or two, and as much as you want to write, we'll insert it, that says, here's what I recommend. Now, I've got more to say of how to do this even better, more effectively. But Matt, that's my initial take on it. I like what you're talking about is maybe yeah. a retirement plan approach too, but I'll shut up now. You, what's your take? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think this is, um, you know, if you're a brand new business owner, one thing I want to do is say, I don't want to overwhelm you. I think a lot of people, when they set up a business, you know, sometimes it's like, well, what do I need to do if I die? Okay, let's get your business going. Let's get it operating. Let's get your entity set up. You got your business and tax planning going. This is something I like to address for people once they have the business. You're operating or you've got the properties, you know, the rentals, whatever it may be. And of course, you're building that business. But let's get settled in start out of startup mode first. Then let's address this question because it is, it, is, it is a critical question. And I think that's the moment to start thinking about it. So um, I think there's two, two different things that need to occur. One, you need to think about it from a legal standpoint. And how am I going to document this in either my estate plan or in my business documents? And it's mostly going to be done in your estate plan. We'll talk about that. And I want to go through different situations we see and how people do it. I'm going to go, I want to give a couple examples. But also, you got to think about it from a process standpoint. Not just what I put in the documents, but what am I doing today to prepare for when that event, you know, that day happens when we, you know, you do pass away. So how am I preparing today so that that transition happens successfully. Um, and, and many times your transition is going to be, if you didn't get your stuff done, what your estate plan is going to say is sell the business, sell the properties. There's no one here that wants to do anything with it or that can. And if I'm gone, you might as well just sell everything and get what the best price you can get. And that, that might be your strategy and that might be fine. And for real estate rental properties, that might be okay for your heirs. 
But for a lot of operating businesses, that could be, that time might not be the right time to sell the business. Buyers might look at your business as being in distress and give you way less than they otherwise could get for it. So, um, so there's a lot of dollars um, at stake here too for your heirs and, and what can get passed on. No, I love it, Matt. Excellent points. And um, another perspective to this is preparing now is, has several benefits. First of all, I think most entrepreneurs really do worry about this. They're, we're entrepreneurs because we love to build something and we don't want to see it die with us. We want to build something that's going to live on. I think that's, I know a lot of people that have a day job at a company, they're like, if I die, good riddance, you know, they could, you know, I'm done with them. But with our businesses, they're like a child. They're like a living, breathing thing that we want to see, not just go down the drain. We want to at least have an exit strategy that our, our name and our legacy might live on. So I think entrepreneurs really do think about this. And I want to say um, something that Matt mentioned that I think really could be exploited here is as a business owner, a lot of us always think about when am I going to sell my business and what is it going to be worth and how am I going to sell it? Well, your business is more valuable if you systemize it, like Matt saying, these processes and you have a board of directors and an exit strategy. Now you need to build a business model that isn't reliant on you being there 12 hours a day. Now in the beginnings of your business, that's required. I get it. I've been there. I've done that and I'm probably doing it right now. But at some point I want to build my business so that if I don't show up for any reason, whether it's incapacity, a disability, a death, or I just want to travel the world for a month, would my business survive? If the answer is no, you don't have a, the beginnings of a business continuation plan even close to it. You've got to have a board of directors yeah. who's these employees. And as you build that, that'll be the, the, the impetus or the seedling of what it would look like in your estate plan too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. And that's what makes it carry on, of course. So, um, all right, well, let's get down to just a couple scenarios. I think of, of how this can work. Um, let's talk about obviously the partnership. Okay. Um, what about in the partnership situation? Even you just look at Mark and I, of course, you know, um, in that scenario, you, you would have a buy sell agreement, which would, could be common, you know, that says, you know, if one partner dies, their estate is going to get bought out by the surviving partner. So there'll be an appraisal of the business and the surviving partner essentially buys out the deceased partner's estate. Now that's very common partnerships. I think that is a great solution. The surviving partner carries on the deceased partner's family um, uh, or heirs essentially get the value of the business paid out to them. That could be all at once. If you did life insurance, um, which you can get life insurance to support that, that um, uh, buy sell agreement. It's called key man insurance, or you could just have a note that the, the surviving business owner, the partner here um, pays out that estate over time um, to essentially buy the business, but they take control. Surviving partner takes control. So that's one common scenario. And that is one where you want to coordinate your estate plan. If you own a business with a partner, so your estate plan is coordinated and references this company with your business that you own with a partner. Yeah, and on, and on that note, the buy-sell agreement in and of itself, so many people that are in partnerships don't even have that. And so what happens is the surviving spouse, male or female, shows up at the business the next day and says, all right, I want to run the business or I want yeah. in. 
I've been, I've been wanting to tell you what to do for years. Now you've got me as your partner. <laughs> You're like, what the hell? I didn't plan on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I've been wanting to tell you with your spouse, not with you. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you a thing or two. Um, but then there's the, uh, the partner family that shows up and says, all right, buy me out. And the partner's like, I just lost my, my right hand. I, yeah. I don't have any money to buy you out. What do you expect? And then it turns into a fight. And so if you can at least supplement this a little bit with life insurance, that's what Matt and I have done. So at least mm -hmm. the estate gets some initial payment and then a note. And I think most estates get that. They, a, a child, a spouse, a family member, they would understand that a little bit of cash now and a note is reasonable. And so if you document this and then there is an appraisal and there's a procedure, the fight's over. There's a procedure. That's what happens. And um, it needs to be integrated in your estate plan, which Matt, this is probably a good chance to uh -huh. give our shameless plug for this estate plan concept. Would you yes. do the honor? Yes. Today's show is brought to you by KQS Lawyers. <laughs> and of course, it is, it is this, what time of it? What is it? It's May. And that is estate planning month from May 15th to June 15th, actually. Um, we have a discount on estate plans. So, I mean, you can get an estate plan for a married couple with the revocable living trust, wills, all the powers of attorney, everything for $9.95. Uh, that is a bargain. You crank it out on legal Zoom by yourself, guessing and th thinking you're checking the right boxes, you're going to pay like the same price. So, um, to deal with the real law firm, we can certainly help with that. But uh, and there's, if you go to kkoslawyers.com, you'll see um, the ad we have going and details on the special. But we'd love to help you during this, this month. Yeah, and single individuals, less than $600 uh, to get your entire estate plan. And the business, business continuation plan piece of this would be inserted into that estate plan. If you right. have pets, we, we have, we've done a whole show on pets. What do we do with our pets? <laughs> and then where's your you know, real estate going, your home? and blah, 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 blah. So there's a lot to it. You get an hour with the tax attorney to help you design it. So anyway, no more shameless plugs. Okay. Yeah. But get to the kqslawyers.com website. And notice how we did it around Memorial Day? Get it? Mm -hmm. You're trying to be creative. You know, Memorial Day, you're going to maybe go to a cemetery or at least think about it. And then you're going to think, ooh, I could be dead. Then you go, ooh, ooh, I remember what Mark and Matt said. I need to get my own crap together. Yeah. See, that? Yeah. notice that chain of events that we're trying to create in your mind. Yeah, we thought we were pretty smart about that. Yeah, that was, I thought it was pretty ingenious. So, mm -hmm. all right. Okay, so business continuation plan. I think the floor is yours, Matt. So, okay. give us another scenario. Give us examples. Okay. Sometimes examples are the best way to learn. Yes, yes. Let's talk about the business that has um, someone working in it. You're the business owner, and you have one of your children is involved in the business, but the other children are not. Okay. What are we going to do in that scenario? This have is a fight. common one, and this is one that causes some, some rifts. Let's just yeah. be honest, okay? Here is what I think the right, I'm going to give my opinion on how to do it and what I've done with clients and what I, what I think is the right way to do it. Um, now, most parents love their kids equally. Let me just, oh, that's the assumption here. You don't have to. That's, that's you don't have stretch, to give them all equally. Baby. Okay, but I'm saying, what do you do? We're in Alice in Wonderland now, baby. Take us down that rabbit hole. All right. We okay. got to pick, I got to pick the fact situation. Okay. okay. Yeah. Let's say, you, let's say you have three kids. And, and you, you love, love them all the same. Okay. Love You've lost us all, but keep going. Yeah. Okay. All right. One of them works in the business. And when you pass One away, of them shows up at work and expects to get paid. Okay. That's all right. right. Again, you're, you're taking huge leaps and bounds here, bud. <laughs> what are you here for? Uh, what are you here for, Job? Uh, it's payday. You have a job here? No, I just come and get my check. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, how true it is. All right. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, all okay, right. so three kids and three one kids. works in the business. All right. In the business oh, with the business okay. owner. Okay. okay. And let's say a business owner is trying to plan for this. Okay. Here's, I think, the right way to do it. You would want to include in your estate plan to say, here's all my assets. I have this business which child number one is involved in. And when I pass away, I want them to carry on this business. They're the right person for it. They work in it day to day. I'm grooming them to be the next, you know, person that runs this business. Now, what you want to do is say, when I pass, there'll be a value taken of the business. What is this business worth that this child is going to receive? And essentially, um, they, that is a credit of all your other assets they don't get. So maybe you've got real estate or retirement accounts or cash or life insurance proceeds. The other two kids are going to get that at an equal value. So each kid is getting a fair share of your estate, but you're planning to make sure that the child who works in the business gets that business and is able to carry it on. Now, it's important that you do that because if you pass away and you don't lay that plan out, all three kids are there. And now, you know, they're deciding, well, what do we do? Who gets this business? Well, you get, you know, you work in this business, you know, child one and, you know, how they're going to account for it and say what, you know, how it's going to work and who gets the rest of the estate could be a total nightmare and a mess. Oh yeah. So let me give you the, you've got to lay the plan. And if, yeah. and here I'll just say this too. Last thing is what you say and for your kids, if you have the right relationship gets respected. You know, and it might not be what your kids wanted, the other kids maybe in particular, but at the end of the day, if they knew that's what you wanted, it was a clear instruction, they live with it. But if you don't say, and they're left to fight it out. Oh, you guys, you have no idea. Some of the little golden nuggets Matt just threw out there. Notice how he said what they wanted and what they provided for. Those are two different things. I've been there where at the table where the kids are like, dad wanted this, mom wanted this when did they tell you that? Well, they told me that this day and this day, and they mm -hmm. told me that you can't say this is what mom or dad wanted. What did mom and dad legally bind the family to in the trust document? That's what's going to matter people. Not what mom and dad wanted or what they told you around the campfire, you know, on that special night you had under the stars. It's what is in the legal document. That's yeah. what controls Matt. Give us the yeah. quote. It's not that I can, it's what I can go ahead. Your quote. What, is what movie is that? It's Tom Cruise. I thought it's. It was a few good men. It doesn't matter. Oh, what, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It doesn't matter what happened. It only matters what I can prove in court. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter what happened around the campfire. It matters. I tried to set that up for you, dude. You know. I know. I kind of whiffed on it. We're a team. I mean, I didn't, we're a team I didn't here. Know where you're going? I thought okay. that was a Matt original Matt Sorensen original quote you're trying to get me to do. Actually. Okay. Now here's here's what I want to also say. Really happens there too is when there's no plan and everybody starts saying what mom and dad want. Let me tell you what child number one is going through, what's going through their head. They're going to say, oh, there's no value to this business. I've been working in this business for years, holding it together, getting underpaid. I mm -hmm. freaking get this business and we're splitting everything else three ways. Exactly. I earned, I've this earned it. Already. Exactly. Exactly. Is what and what are you guys going to do with it when I leave? If I don't take it, you're not going to run it tomorrow. You don't know what you're doing. That's right. And if you want to let it run in the ground, I'll let it run in the ground. We're splitting everything else three ways. And they control. And now another point I wanted to make. 
because I live in farm country of Idaho right now. Matt lives in, you know, the land of swimming pools and, and suburbia, and Scottsdale, Arizona, <laughs> and all those granddads with their granddaughters walking around. I mean, sorry, grand granddads with their new wives. But anyway, I live up in the reality of Idaho farm country. And what happens is mom and dad and typically dad, these are these patriarchal families of farming for years and years and years. And for you guys that go to five guys and get a burger and up there, it says, here's where the potatoes came from. And it says St. Anthony, Idaho, or Rexburg, Idaho, or blah, blah, blah. But you know, that's where I'm got, I'm at right now. I get great potatoes here. Anyway, what those potato farmers do, they want to give the farm to their sons or the oldest son. Oh my gosh. It is a freaking nightmare because grandpa and grandma, what they usually do, they don't do an estate plan again. They don't do a continuation plan. They don't carve up all the other assets. Guess what they do? On a Saturday afternoon, after going out to Freddy's for a hamburger, they go down to the courthouse and they transfer the farm into the son's hands. That's what they do. They don't get stepped up basis. Now there's going to be taxes. It's stupid. And that's what mom and dad think is what's supposed to happen. And then the daughters are all sitting around going, what do we get? Nothing. And so if I can get my head around, my hands around mom and dad, grandpa and grandma, I tell them we're going to get a little bit of life insurance. It's going to take care of all the kids and the daughters. And then son can have the freaking farm. We're going to put it in the trust and we're going to get stepped up basis. So there's no tax. Oh, it, it just could be so much more well-planned, but that's what happens too in the farming example. Yeah. Excellent. Jeez, you brought in the farming example. Well done. Okay. Um, Can you give us a Scottsdale mall example? <laughs> no, I was going to go to the next scenario because we're okay, going go ahead. By, by example. The floor is yours, my friend. All right. Let's hit the next example. Let's say your business owner, not one of your kids is involved in the business. You don't really have someone. Maybe there's a key employee that could take over the business. Mm. Um, maybe there's some person outside the family that could take over the business. What do I do in that scenario? What do you think, Mark? You want me to? You want me to go first? Yeah, or? no. You you brought it okay. up. It's your problem, okay. not mine. <laughs> I was just floating it out there. Let me think what I'm doing. I, I've well, got I've got a take, but I'll yeah. let you finish. Okay. All right. Now this one's more complicated, but. This is where some of this planning during your lifetime is more critical, um, you know, and where you need to start putting, taking some practical steps to be ready. It's not just about documenting it in your state plan. It's also now having particularly the conversation with that other person who may buy your business or that key employee. Now, this is a weird conversation. If you have an employee that's a key person, it is weird to bring up this conversation. Let's be honest. Oh, Let's talk specifically. Yeah, that they want that conversation to happen, but you might be planning to run this business for maybe 20 years. You don't know how much longer you have. You know what I mean? So, um, so you've got to be very serious about this person being the right one. Now, one thing you can do if you don't want to have the conversation, uh, maybe it's too early to have that, but you think this person could be the right person included in your estate plan. Find a trustee in your estate that you trust let that trustee, you know, in your estate plan who will carry out your wishes, lay out the criteria. Say, if I pass away, I want my trustee to go to X or Y key employee or employees. Let them know that I would want them to buy the business if they desire at a fair market value and pay my estate. Okay, so you could plan for it that way and let the trustee basically have that conversation upon your passing. But you need to give your trustee some, some instructions on what to do. Because they are not going to know what you think 
you have way more insight into that business than anyone else. So, and who would be the best in carrying it on? So give them that guidance and direction, include that in your state plan. And, and also, of course, update that over time because, you, you know, if those people leave the company, you know, you want to obviously be updating your state plan. Yeah, no, I like it. And on that note, I um, have an example of a client. Um, I won't talk about the business or even the state they live in because I want to be as confidential as possible. But what we've done is this is the integration of your business into your estate plan is having that board of directors and advisors now. And we have talked about this constantly on the show and in our newsletter and our workshops is even if you're a brand new LLC, create a board of advisors, three to five people. If you're a corporation, it's your board of directors. Get this board involved in your business right away. Make sure you're doing your annual maintenance, your minutes, your corporate documents. If none of you have that set up right now and your books are a mess, call our office and talk to Becky Lloyd. Becky Lloyd, she'll get you on a cleanup structure and then get your entity dialed in and every year be sending you a list of questions to do your minutes. We've got a team for that. It's very affordable, 150 bucks a year, boom. So you've got to get your business organized. Then that board of directors, this client of mine said, okay, if I died tomorrow, here is my board of directors that I want to have take over. And I want my family to have the business, but they don't know how to run it. Yeah. So here I appoint this person to be the president. Here's going to be the board. My wife is going to be on the board. And these two kids are going to be on the board. But they're going to make decisions as a dictator, as a, not as a dictatorship, but as a democracy. And mm -hmm. I want the business to live on. And if these people on my board do a good job, they can be compensated in the following way. They all get 5% ownership or this or that. And so they're using what they're doing now, having a board of directors building that platform, that, that process, so that it's not unfamiliar, it's not uncommon. So some of these people are, we've never had a board of directors before, now we're gonna have one, what the freak, Ugh. and no one knows what's going on. But if you're building a common practice of these types of things, it's gonna be very comfortable for your family to step up and do the, the right thing too. Mm -hmm. um, okay, I think I, have, I just have one last quick example. Okay. I'll think of one last one too. You go okay. ahead. All right. Um, I did have a client who um, had kind of these, this was a, an engineering business who had some key employees that um, he decided at a certain stage, you know, he was doing his estate plan, thinking about how he wanted to carry on the business, wanted to step away a little bit, dial his time back. And so he started bringing in them as kind of junior partners, so to say so to speak, you know, they weren't at equal, but he's starting to give them a little bit of ownership, give them more insight in the business. He still had total control, but he started bringing them in as owners and, and kind of grooming them to take over the business. This makes a very clean succession plan for no matter how, if he wants to let them buy him out in retirement, or if he is, if he passes away unexpectedly before he is able to enjoy retirement and you know, these, these uh, kind of junior partners, so to speak, that got a small little piece of ownership, um, they could come in and just and take over the business. So um, sometimes you may want to start bringing people in to the business. Um, if you're kind of on the back nine, so to speak, this would be the time to think about that. And you're already planning for retirement and how do I cash out of the business and, and enjoy the benefits of it without having to work in it day to day. Um, that's a good opportunity, of course, to uh, integrate that into your state plan and bring in those, uh, those key employees. Okay. I love it. Now here's one last example of mine and hopefully we're giving all of you the right 
ideas and tools to do this. And I'll make a, a challenge here or a call to action as well, um, whatever you want to call it at the end. But here's a common example. And I know, I know one of you are listening, if not many of you listening right now are thinking this. I have clients come in all the time that have built up 10 or 15 rental properties. They're so excited. They're grateful. They learned how to do rentals. It took them years. They've got cash flow. Yeah. They want to pass on this legacy to their kids. And here's what they tell me. Mark, I want this child to get these three rentals and this kid to get these three rentals and these rentals go here. And then my spouse is going to take these rentals and we're going to just divide it all up. And, and I know they're listening because what they do is they say, oh, I bought this rental and it's going to be perfect for this kid. It's going to be perfect for this, my spouse or whatever. And mm -hmm. you're buying property already thinking about the fact you're going to be gone. But let me tell you the problem. The problem is those properties are going to be worth different amounts when you die. There's going to be different amounts on the mortgages and some of those kids aren't going to want them. They, you're mm -hmm. getting, you can't, you can't force a horse to drink water. You can lead them there, but you know, if they're not thirsty, yeah. they're not going to drink. Yeah. <laughs> and so what I do is in a business continuation plan, I say, first of all, we're going to add up the net equity of all these properties. We're going to divide it by X and all the kids are going to get X value of equity. Now that may mean one property here, two there, four here, three there, one, mm -hmm. because it, a property may not be equal in value to compare to another property. So we've got to think of the bucket. And then finally, we need to also think about what if one of the kids doesn't want the real estate? What is your backup plan? And that's where life insurance, 401ks, IRAs come into play and say, well, if one of my kids doesn't want real estate, they can take cash instead and I'll give the real estate to the kids that want it. But the value is going to be shared fairly. Even though this is a really, really big building, it only has X dollars of equity. And right. so anyway. Yes. You have that. Yeah. And I've had that one. I had a client with about 30 properties um, and uh, they kind of had a, uh, his and hers, you know, are, you know, they had, they didn't have any together, but they, it was a, a couple and they had, you know, he had his kids, she had her kids and man, dividing those up was tricky. Um, and that's essentially what we did. But I think one thing to keep in mind is you do want to have that kind of, I don't know, maybe it's equalizer. I don't know what the right word is, but some mechanism, whether it's life insurance, other cash, maybe you sell the home that you lived in that may have a lot of equity, some, something else that can balance out the properties and those discrepancies and values, which are always going to happen, you know, cause one kid's going to get boardwalk and the other kid's going to get Baltic Avenue. Okay. Yep. And they have different values. And, um, yep. you know, and some kid could get Baltic Avenue and ocean Avenue, but it still ain't going to be worth boardwalk. So, um, so you got to have something else that, um, makes up the difference. Matt, that was a great analogy. See, you know, you're I, getting better at this. No, People say I'm not knocking with my kids last week. No, they don't say that. I'm just. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, here's my call to action. If we, I know that we've talked to some of you, we've spoke to your soul. You know that we're saying the right <laughs> thing and you know, and you know it and you put this off. That's a stretch. Let, no, I'm serious. I <laughs> okay. don't listen to the show. They're like, you know what? I needed to hear that. Yeah. People say they listen to the show because they always get something from it. Okay. And, yeah. and if any of you, again, own real estate or have a small business, I know that we said something that probably spoke to you. Here's what I want to ask you to do. Even if, if it's not us, that's fine. But today or tomorrow, make a phone call, get on our website and say, I'm gonna, this is the time. I'm gonna get my estate plan done, I'm gonna do my trust, and I'm gonna integrate it with my business, done. And we have a huge discount where we knock off a couple hundred bucks, and we 
do that discount and ask you to pay for it right now. We give you a questionnaire and then we have an, we, at that moment, we schedule an appointment with an attorney in the next week and you get it done. And so you can always change it. You can always adjust it later. But if yeah. you don't have anything, at least now temporarily thought out, it's going to be a mess. So yeah. I challenge it. This is, we only do it once a year. A lot of people say, Mark, I was waiting for the special. And uh, so go to KKOS lawyers, L-A-W-Y-E-R-S.com. And right at the top, it says estate planning special. Learn more now. Click on that and get signed up and um, you'll have it done. And it's a tax deduction. Here's why. Because this is part of your business. This is a business continuation plan estate. This is not a personal expense. We're going to write this off in the business because it is your business is going to be integrated into it and it's needed for your business. It is a business expense to help your business live on. And I don't mind writing that off any day of the week. You CPAs out there, as long as we're coordinating this with the business, I, I will argue in tax court that it needs to be a deduction. So let's get it written off, let your business pay for it, and let's get it done. So there's your call to action, people. Get over there. Let's get your estate plan done. All right. Matt, okay. want to take us out? Yeah, we got open forum next week. Is that what we're up yeah, to? Yeah, send in your questions. Open forum, yeah. baby. Yeah, send it in. We'll be live, of course. You can dial in and listen or just catch the recording later. But uh, email questions into Matt, M-A-T, or Mark, M-A-R-K. We're both at kkoslawyers.com. And uh, we'll be answering your questions. You can call in live and look forward to being with you next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks. Thanks for listening to another hour of refreshing strategies to better live your American dream. Don't forget to get your free copy of Mark and Matt's eBooks and sign up for their weekly free newsletter with important tax deadlines and articles at refreshyourwealth.com. Mm-hmm.